three, two, <laughs> one. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm really well. <laughs> nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. It's good to hear to have you here for my very first podcast session. And for like a quick background, um, me and uh, Madeline and me met, when was it, like a year ago? Yeah, a year it was ago. A year. Yeah, we met in Byron Bay, this is in Australia, very, very lovely place. And we randomly met in a hostel. It was maybe, it was the wine and cheese, it was wine and cheese night. Free wine and cheese night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was very, very nice. And yeah, we had a conversation and we just connect with each other. Had a really, really nice talk. And we went meditating at the beach. Mm -hmm. And it was super, super nice. Yeah. It was and a clear night, so we could even see the stars. Yeah. Byron, Byron was really, really nice. I can highly recommend to anyone who goes to Australia go to Byron. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't want to leave and I even thought about going back there to live for a little while. Mm. Did you know that I lived there? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think when you left, I stayed for a month and worked as a gardener in my hostel. And yeah, I, I, really, li I really liked this place. Um, for a quick background, You are doing yoga for over a decade now. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, right before we met, um, I was an interior designer for about 12 years. And mm -hmm. so yoga was just my own personal practice. It was my guide in life to um, keep me on my path. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't very happy. Honestly, um, following sort of the, the general path, especially as an American, it's still the American dream that exists mm -hmm. so strongly. And um, so I quit, my, I quit my career as a designer and went to India to further my yoga study. Sweet. And, and that was great. I mean, going, going to India to learn for a whole month took me completely out of my previous mindset of needing a career, of needing to make a certain amount of money, and took me completely into a whole new possibility of how to live and how to offer to other people. Mm -hmm. um, but then I continued traveling for two more months after that. And so that's when you and I met. It was more mm -hmm. toward the end of the nice. journey. Yeah. <laughs> and afterwards you you went to Mexico or was it like South America? I ended up at, after Australia. So I had a one-way ticket to India. Uh -huh. And I knew I would be gone for about three months because people were sort of relying on me to come home eventually. <laughs> so I said I think three months is a good amount of time. And I was even stretching that. Like that's kind of long for for um my family um who were sort of uncertain about what I was doing and 
for two months, I basically continued to travel. So after India, um, I did go north into the Himalayas and spent oh. some time more spiritually. Um, yeah. Yeah, in that area. And then after that, I ended up, oh, I went to Bali for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. How do you like it? I really enjoyed that part of the world. Mm -hmm. um, the, the tourism brought up a lot of discomfort for me, which was good. Because if we don't like something, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just it's not the right place for, for everybody, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Mm. I would agree. The, the land was incredible. The people, I mean, the locals who, um, they really cater to you as a visitor and they want you to love and enjoy the place just as much as they do. Yeah, I heard there is a lot of junk though around the, the cities. It's not that clean. Can you agree with that? Garbage. Yeah, you know, I was, I changed my perception of what that is when I mm -hmm. was in India for a month because uh, it's the same. Mm -hmm. It's, they, they don't have programs like we do for recycling or sure. maybe even garbage. Mm -hmm. So like most of the Asian countries. Yeah. They just yeah, burn it. <laughs> Did you experience that too when you were traveling? Yeah, quite a lot in Vietnam and Thailand and Laos. It was everywhere. It, it's like it's plastic. I mean, it's so so hard for the for mother nature to get rid of it. And if if nobody takes care of it, it just stays at the beach or whatever. So it was a funny story. I was working as a tour guide in Thailand and there is like the, the best place in the Andaman Sea, the Similan and Surin Islands. And we went there before the tourism came to clean up the, the islands. So our workplace looks good. And we found so much garbage. It was, I, I never thought that like television, a ventilator, lots of stuff. <laughs> And yeah, they never yeah. decompose. That no, never decompose. <laughs> no, and and humans treat the ocean like a big garbage. Just throw everything inside, and get rid of it. <laughs> somebody will take care. <laughs> yeah, mm. well, in the somebody is Mother Earth, and there are a lot of things she can't possibly take care of. Mm -hmm. I think we're becoming smarter to that, um, especially. I feel like especially right now is we we are reevaluating our yeah. beliefs maybe the way that we conduct our daily routines the way we travel people wake up for sure and hopefully it will be at one point that maybe we don't we don't need that much plastic anymore maybe some new innovation will came out like somebody like Elon Musk comes with a great idea and get rid of all this <laughs> shit in the ocean. <laughs> um, so you, you also told me that you got experienced some herb medicine. Where was that? Oh, plant medicine. 
plant medicine yeah yeah that Tell was more recent um recently i was in colombia mm. and so yeah after i did my three-month journey i was at home from july until february so that's just oh wow yeah seven months <laughs> time flies I was trying to root and teach and gain more experience teaching and not always listen to my urges to go travel again. Mm -hmm. um, but I could only hold that down for seven months and then <laughs> I went traveling again. <laughs> <laughs> and how was the experience? Could you learn something? Absolutely. Yeah. The, as I remember back and as I think back on Colombia, what holds true is the truth of the land and the truth of the people who live, work, and thrive on the land. Yeah. Um, we were welcomed in and treated as tribes people, just as they are. So in our circle, everyone has an equal voice, truly, truly. They don't just say that. Mm -hmm. And of course with group dynamics there were some issues that arose there were some um there was a lack of fresh water fresh drinking water and just program wise it wasn't as organized as maybe we are all used to yeah i mean so. we are come we are coming from a really really it's, it's like a first world where we are coming and the people there have their own standards and we have to respect that i mean you didn't get sick or something like that right i did yeah so did. that's where this this gets a bit tricky because mm. i'm a very empathetic person and mm. i always and i did i shouldn't say i always but in this case i put myself in their shoes they've been drinking the fresh mountain water their whole lives mm. now I usually bring a filter with me and I had this, it's called grail, like the holy grail. It's a, <laughs> um, a water bottle filter. So it has two chambers and you just press it down yourself. It's yeah, really I see wonderful. that. Mm. But I went to get a new filter the day before I left and I bought the wrong filter and I didn't have time to go Damn. get another one. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, so we did drink the mountain water. They were boiling water for us. They they certainly understood our concern. But I did get a um, bacteria in my gut on the way home and ended spending some time in the hospital. Damn, but you're good now. Good. Do you know the Do you know the the name of it? Was it something that they knew of, or could you could they treat you well? Well, I was actually treated in Atlanta, Georgia. All right. So I was stopping off in Atlanta for about five days. There was oh. a yoga kirtan festival happening. Nice. It got shut. It got shut down to the public because right when I got to Atlanta, um, we had our lockdown in this country in in the U.S. Oh. Damn. So it was. It doesn't matter. It will come back. It will come back. You can do it online. <laughs> you can start like a, a Zoom meeting with some random people. 
<laughs> and so this is happening tonight. There's actually um, a yoga music concert happening tonight. Um, cool. Organized by people in California. So absolutely, we are not stopped from you know celebrating and singing and everything. Something like COVID can't stop the yoga community, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, even myself, I've been really activated creatively to design new classes to offer what I have been experiencing myself in mm -hmm. a completely different way than if I came home and was continuing to teach in studios, I wouldn't have evolved my teachings like I have. Interesting. Yeah, you, you kind of got forced to it because of the circumstances. So for our listeners who never experienced some kind of yoga, um, can you explain it? It's, it's like stretching, but with consciousness and with awareness. Mm -hmm. um, can you add something? I like that. I, and I'm glad you're asking this because it has been coming up within my family and within my friend groups mm. who are unsure, is yoga a religion? It, what is this photo that you posted of a, a deity, a god or a goddess? I, uh -huh. That makes mm -hmm. me uncomfortable. She has four arms. Why does she mm. have four arms, right? I see, yeah. So I'm, I'm becoming, I am very aware of this. And I, what I'll say is yoga meets you where you are. And that is the yoga phrase that many people use. But it's true because the yoga, yoking, mm -hmm. it means union. And that union <clears throat> is to yourself and your higher power, your spirit, your God. The soul. The soul. Yeah. I think even like labeling it is not really right because there are so many different, like words can't describe everything. And what I experienced with yoga was uh, quite a similar journey as you had because like I suffered from back pain a lot when I was like 10 years ago, it was like 18, 19 where I started to get like really bad upper back pain. And when I went to the doctors, they couldn't help me. And at some point, uh, one of my uh, orthopedists, <laughs> one of the speci specialists, <laughs> there it he, just is. Sent, he just sent me home. He was like, I can't help you. You have to find another way. And if you come back, I can just give you like injections in your back mm. so you can get rid of it. And at that time, my mom was uh, getting her license, her yoga license. And she, was, and she was like, man, go to a yoga class. Maybe it can help you. And I was like, you're a macho guy. And I was like, no, this looks so, this looks so like for a woman. And I don't want to attend the class in my, in my gym because they're all women and I feel uncomfortable. And I went there and I felt even more uncomfortable because I was just like three guys in a room of, 30 beautiful women and I was like oh man I, I can't look left and right because uh. and then I went home I, I got myself a yoga mat and I just start to practice yoga on YouTube 
And I, ca I can remember the very first video I was watching, this lovely woman, she said like, um, there is no right position to, to be look perfect. Just, just feel the stretch mm -hmm. and remember it in every situation and try to, to use the breathing techniques, um, which are also very important because um, it's like the heartbeat. You, it, it also, it always have like a break. It, it beats, but it also have a break. Like you breathe in and when you breathe out, you relax. And there are like, you breathe in the chest, stomach or like lower back. There are like yeah. so many, there are so many different um, variations of it. And yeah, I just started out, type in yoga for upper back pain. Yeah. And then I just, and I just did it and it, and it helped me a lot. And I'm practicing it for over seven years, eight years. And when I don't do it, I feel bad. And my back pain like comes back. I don't know if you experience the same. It's just, it's also just really nice for like to, to calm down the mind after stressful exercise a day. If you just go onto your mat and do your exercises, getting yeah, aware of everything. Um, yeah. So for somebody who never did yoga before, what would you recommend them? Well, I think you just touched on mm. some of the main elements yeah. of what yoga really is. So oftentimes in my classes, maybe when we're in a really challenging pose, physically challenging, you're holding yeah. a pose for longer than you want to. What I remind students of is two things. You're not your body. So the, the muscles will send a message to the brain that says, we're hurting, we want relief, we need a break. And that's now in the mind once again. So we're not our bodies. We are the mind. We're not our mind not either right. because they decay over time and the soul never, the soul was never born, therefore the soul never died. Hmm. So that, and that's even just feedback that I hear from students. When you said that, and I'll say it a few times, because our brains actually need that repetition to come out of these um, really entrenched patterns that we've created over our lifetime. The mm. brain has like these deep rivers that you will flow right back into that same motion without recognizing it and yeah. go to choose your old habits over and over. We all do this. What yoga does is it takes you for maybe, if you're lucky, the whole hour. For most of us, it's like a minute <laughs> total. <laughs> if you can get one minute of coming out of your thinking mind, yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> exactly. It's like, the I call it the monkey mind. It's always like shattering and talking. And I experienced that since I meditate on a daily basis and for such a long period of time, it's like some years now, um, I'm catching myself doing like the positive affirmation stuff instead of just let the mind wandering around. Hmm. And I just, 
realized it like a while ago and I was like proud of myself. I was like, yeah, man, if I compare myself with 18, I was such a grumpy guy walking around and thinking about bad stuff and even, even uh, judging myself and judging others, um, which is horrible. I mean, the worst thing you can do is judging people and more worse is judging yourself mm -hmm. and you, you, you don't deserve it. I mean, who are you that can think that? I mean, you don't know anything. <laughs> And it's usually a projection of your own, I'll just say insecurities, the things that you don't yeah. like about yourself. We are projectors and we're mirrors for one another, right? Mm -hmm. So I see someone who looks different than me and I judge them. I judge them because I don't, there's this unknown factor. Why have they chosen those clothes or that hairstyle or those words? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really wondering why I chose my hairstyle, my clothes, and my words. You have beautiful hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But that's a projection. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, what is your experience with uh, meditation? Because um, sometimes when I attend some yoga classes, the yoga teacher will meditate before, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, do you do it? Do, do you incorporate it in your class before or afterwards or are you doing it like separately? Uh, all of that. Yes, mm. to all of it, honestly. Um, what I teach in my personal practice are becoming more of the same. And I have this global pause to thank for that because I've gotten deeper in my own practices in the last two months. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking most of us have either our practices or our habits or whatever it is. We're all able to go deeper into ourselves right now. And every class I teach begins with a usually seated or lying down, whatever it may be, but there's a moment of centering. And I yeah. think that's kind of what you're, you're mentioning here is how do we center ourselves first before we teach learn cook sing whatever the activity may be and so that could just be one minute of breathing just one minute yeah um in some of my longer classes like the 90 minute class is more close to a traditional yoga class in india I and mean, they don't they're not rushing <laughs> yeah. there's no reason to do it quickly so 90 minutes the last I mean I love for it to be the last half hour is some form of meditation or surrendered rest yeah yeah but I think it's necessary and I I really enjoy I enjoy it afterwards when I meditate before and get centered as you said um yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very nice thing. And it's nice that you say that they don't rush because there is actually no need to rush. I mean, if you like the position, just stay there and don't come out if you don't feel <laughs> like it. Um, so for the listeners, uh, I'm practicing Hatha yoga most of the time. I spend like three to six 
breaths in each position. And there are also many, many different kinds of, of yoga. There's also yin yoga where you um, do a pose for example, for five minutes. And there is another type, for example, the yoga nitra, where you actually don't even move your body, where you just lie on your back, for example. And I tried yesterday and with your guidance, and it's, it's similar to what I talked to you last week or this week. Uh, in Germany, we call it autogenes training, where you have this guidance with you go into your left arm, right arm, left arm, then you uh, say it's heavy, really heavy, both arms, legs. And at some point I was like uh, snoozing away. <laughs> and, and I know that you are not allowed to snooze away. You have to be conscious and be in your, in your, in your mind. And yeah, it, it's really nice. Do you, are you practicing practicing it oftentimes or not so? Yeah, yoga nidra is the sweetest offering that I could ever imagine mm. um, giving to anyone. It's yeah. just they they do say in studies that have been done with yoga nidra that one half hour is more than enough to practice it. You really you don't want to go much longer because you want to stay within, um, you know, my brain's trying to think if it's theta, think theta, um, brain waves, which is that moment before you sleep where you're mm -hmm. very clear, you're aware, like you said, you stay yeah. in your awareness. And again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. So it's mm -hmm. a practice. Um, yeah. re repetition is good. And it's equal to a few hours of sleep for the body and the soul. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I read an article about it that our, our vision takes so much energy because we as human beings have the most developed eyesight. I think that the eagle have a better eyesight than, than we have, but our brain is using so much energy when our eyes are open and it totally makes sense to me that meditation and this kind of yoga practice is um, is very beneficial because when you close your eyes, you're using less energy and this energy is used to um, recharge your body. And for example, I did it last night. It was around seven, but afterwards I was really productive for like three to four hours, like in the end of the day. And before that I worked as well. And that shows me that it, it's working. And if I do this type or just lie on my bed, close my eyes, you don't even need to sleep. Just this quick motion can help you recharge your, your system. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's nice. And that's the meditation. It doesn't have to be like a traditional form of meditating or you don't need anything around you. You don't need, need anything in addition yeah that's true yeah. sorry i just um light up my uh how do you call it in in english incense 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 yeah so what's the german word <laughs> what <laughs> 
research leave soon, yeah. <laughs> and uh, while I was traveling, uh, a friend of mine uh, told me that he's using it for meditation uh, because it, it takes like 40 minutes to, to turn off, to light out. Yeah, to burn down. To burn down. And uh, yeah, the yogis, some of them using it and when they can't smell it anymore, the 40 minutes are done. So they know that they, the practice is over. Uh, yeah, I want to try that next. I'm really glad that you told me that I've never heard it before. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and it maybe just was never explained to me because yogis light incense all the time, but there's mm -hmm. another purpose for it. Yeah. And they also have like different meanings. This one is like for, for youth and for a strong mind. It's like sent for men. It's, it's really funny. You, you have to dig in it. There are so many different variations. And there are also like blocks, which goes for like two or three hours for the people who really, really want to go deep inside. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to say my longest meditation was like just an hour. Afterwards, like, it's really painful for me. Mm. And yeah, I'm looking forward to go to a meditation center called Vipassana, where I can do it for like 10 hours for 10 days silent meditation. And if I just think of it, 10 hours every day, silent meditation, sitting, talking to no one, you get crazy. But I think it's really, really beneficial. Yeah. And it can help yeah. me a lot. And with that practice, the Vipassana practice, what's really great mm -hmm. is that you start to learn that everything is a meditation. So it isn't that you're sitting for 10 hours straight without moving like the Buddha, <laughs> although you probably mm -hmm. could if you wanted to. Yeah. It's that everything you do in your routine of the day becomes your meditation. Yeah, everything around... It's like you build it around it, right? Yeah. Mm. I can't wait for you to do that and then to share with all the listeners how it is, how it goes yeah. and what the challenges are. Yeah, I can't wait either. I wanted <laughs> to do it in, in, in Kyoto in Japan and I wanted to do it in Australia and I, and I couldn't attend to it. But this time I will take my bike and drive in the south of Germany when they reopen and I will do it there and see what dragons I can fight. Mm. <laughs> you will, you are the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the knight who slaughtered down the dragon, which hoards <laughs> some gold <laughs> or, a, or a maiden. <laughs> there you go. And you are your own beloved and your heart is your own gold. So that these are really perfect um, analogies for the practice of Vipassana. Yeah. Nice. So what is your, your yoga journey in the future? Do you have any plans? I know that you are doing some classes. Um, do you have any, any goals to attend? Um, you know, it, it's very recent just in the last few weeks that I started offering my own classes online. Mm -hmm. uh, so far I've been teaching in studios and I've been able to teach 
how I've wanted to teach in the studios. Um, and once they reopen, I, I hope to be back to the community that I'm a part of. Until that happens, I feel this immense amount of freedom to put a class into the ethers, into the universe, call it whatever I want to call it and offer <laughs> whatever is true to me right now. Yeah. And so the goal is the truth in each moment. So this evening I teach a class right now. I don't know what I'm teaching, but I do know that our conversations here will spark the teachings for this evening. For sure. I hope so. And, Hopefully. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll probably teach about dragons and pots of gold. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. I, I will share that we are our own dragon and that it's not to slay ourselves, but to step fully into our power as dragons or you know, whatever analogy we want to use. Hmm. I like that. And I like this uh, mythical story about this uh, warrior who needs to go and face uh, the unknown or the, the, the dragon and that we all have to fight a fight within us. Even waking up in the morning, if you're a type of person who closes the phone and don't wake up, You, you lose the first battle in the morning, so the dragon wins. Like, I see it this way, you know? And to persevere, is it right to say? Persevere every, every day? Perseverance? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. To stand, It's like willpower. Yeah, to stand up straight with your shoulders back every morning and, yeah, be the best version of yourself. I really like this, this phrase. It's a one guy from Canada. His name is Jordan Peterson, and and he said that uh, some sometimes in his in his lectures, he said that you have to be one um, percent better than yesterday every day, and try to be the best version of yourself. And it just in my mind like a laser. I was like, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, and not to somebody else's today. And yeah, it's, it's really powerful. And yeah, that I, is powerful. I, I, I write it down and you can see it there. There is my vision board where I, where I put my desires and my goals and on and the previous goals as well. And yeah, I need to watch it. I have to look at it every day because if I don't, I get, I get lost off my track. And I don't want to be this kind of human who just lives in a in a um, in a meaningless circle. How to say? Like yeah, wandering you're creating around. this spiral, which is the spiral yeah. of life, right? Yeah. But not spiraling downwards. Instead, staying in this creation spiral where you're still growing. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that I, I found some, some deeper meaning while I was traveling and I can highly recommend everybody listening right now. If you are, if you don't have a, a wife, 
and children. If you don't have a, a settled job, which you love, just take your stuff and travel one month, two months, 20 months like me, mm -hmm. who's holding you back. I mean, we human beings live in a, such a interesting life in the most precious life yeah. ever. And we have to, to use this time. I mean, I can talk to you, you are in Wisconsin now. It's like, how the hell could that happen 15 years ago? It's like <laughs> mind blowing. We can use the internet for our, to be creative, to, to use social media, to share what we like and share what we're doing. For example, I saw you doing in the morning yoga and afterwards you did some, some gardening. It's like, it's like so cool. You can film it and you can put it online and it's in the internet. Mm -hmm. And I really want to reach people and yeah, just show them that you can do whatever you want. Don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to your teachers in school. If they say to you, you can't be what you desire, put in the fucking work and you can yeah. do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And having the mindset of abundance. I just yeah. want to, I want to put that out there for everyone to know that when we come out of a mindset of lack and into a mindset of abundance, and we start this release in a very small way, mm -hmm. I, I can say that for me, literally the money has shown up. It's not and this is for travel specifically, uh, teaching yoga, especially starting out as a yoga teacher, it's very difficult to make enough money to meet your basic needs. But for now, maybe at one point you can. Absolutely. So in that way, I've, I've gotten other jobs as well to support me. But I didn't have, it seemed, extra money to go traveling to Colombia. But once I decided, and it, it chose me in a meditation, and I couldn't not go. So being guided is also a part of this whole journey. Um, and there was a moment after I already said yes to this journey of meeting a shaman in Colombia and spending time there. I thought, who do I think I am? I don't have the money to do this. That's irresponsible. That's, and so it's almost like my, my conditioned voice came in and was limiting me. And it was a, just a little bit of time, maybe an hour, if that. And then I came back into abundance and I stayed there. I stayed in the abundance mindset and literally the money showed up in many different ways. And I think a misconception is that the money shows up on the street or it shows up in your wallet. It doesn't, it's not magic. It's mm. the hard work and the effort. So we will work for that money. Maybe I get extra yoga classes to teach or I get a corporate yoga account that can support me to make enough money to go on this trip. That's how mm. it shows up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, if you bring value to the world it will show in your pocket i would say 
And if you are struggling right now and think of everything is so bad, I can, I, I read also something really nice about it. They say you have eight hours, you can sleep. You have eight hours to do your work, to put, to be liquid, to get some money. And then you have eight hours to change your life if you don't like it. Mm. So we have to work. It, it's something natural. And also, I, I can't travel now, but I have my my um, my work now, and I have my side hustle. And at one point, I can I can use my current job to put in my side hustle, which can grow, and then I can get rid of my job that I don't like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, the long term mindset. Yeah, and I think the the journey is the is the way. If if we have everything, as we talked Tuesday, if we would be in paradise right now with martinis for two weeks, we would also say like, what the fuck? And now it's it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> I want something different. I want stronger. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Like people tell me they want to retire with Leia with when they are forty, and I'm asking like, when and then what do you what do you want to do then? Want to what it's, I want to retire when I'm 80 because I will die old so it's yeah <laughs> I retire see. from a lifetime of doing and sharing and offering to the world to humanity from your heart so mm. there really is never a retirement age when no. we're in alignment with our truth and how we are in the world mm. That's nice. Yeah. One of my mates told me that in his university, there is like a 70 year old woman and she starts studying now. And it was such a nice story. And I really loved it. I was like, look at that. She, she always wants to learn. She wants to educate herself. And I mean, it's boring if you don't do it. You need to educate yourself. Always learn and put in the work. Absolutely. Yeah. I will try to do my yoga instructor as well. Yeah, it's my goal for 21. Yeah. Start to do like, uh, I, I found out about it while uh, doing martial arts because I saw um, not, not habits. It, mm -hmm. I, I, they looked like yoga poses but they do it with dynamics and it looks super nice. And I would try to do like dynamic yoga. Yeah, for like the guys who don't want to practice this boring yoga stuff because it's quite hard if you try the hot yoga or um, yeah, any advanced yoga practices, they're intense. They are. The slower you move, the more harder it actually mm. is. And it's funny. We're almost like the yin in the yang right now because I'm being called to martial arts. <laughs> I, don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but as you're saying this again, you're reminding me. I keep meeting people who either practice martial arts. You're now the fourth person. Nice. In just a few weeks. And um, 
my teachings have started to blend the Indian teachings with more of the Chinese teachings. So Qi mm. and even like Qigong. I, I don't yeah. know. I know it's all available. I just haven't um, stepped into it yet. Yeah. I tried Qigong and I really like it. I, I also got this um, interesting Qigong brush. It's made of bamboo. It's uh, super uh, rob robust, robust. Robust, yeah. Yeah, and, and you can <laughs> you can massage yourself with it and and open your gates because the Chinese people uh, believe in chakras and energy pathways in the body, and they also got this tool with uh, pure metal Ooh. and to to train the iron body they call it and yeah it's really nice for after a workout i can i can use it to to increase the blood flow so you you are preventing soreness the next day yeah and it's quite nice yeah I, I did a little recording today it was just a time-lapse video mm -hmm. of me working in the garden yeah i saw that but before and it, it was funny because i I put it on the tripod, the phone, and I hit record, and I forgot. I forgot that I was recording. It was in the shade, and I could hardly even see it there. And um, I did a tapping technique a little bit um, to get blood flowing in my neck and in my head. Mm -hmm. um, also the upper body. And then I did more stretching for the lower body. Afterwards, I almost did the reverse. And without getting too deep into why, <laughs> the actions in the garden, the actions that I was doing in the garden involved mainly my upper body, my core, arms, I, you know, sore neck from looking down so much. Yeah. So thinking about our, our physical activities and even just our working life, if we work at a desk or we're more sedentary, is to how to warm the body up before the activity and then how to support the body after the activity. Mm -hmm. And so even that bamboo, does it have a name? Bamboo brush. The brush, <laughs> even the brush. <laughs> I love that. Really good for before an activity to bring blood flow into the muscles. Yeah. And also really good afterwards to bring blood flow to areas that were maybe restricted. Exactly. Especially um, the parts of the body who, as you mentioned, are always under tension. Especially uh, when we are in this rounded position where your shoulders are rounded and you look down on your phone and then you carry this uh, bad posture into your bed and sitting in an embryo, like sleeping in an embryo position. So it's even more important to to, to work on it, to open your, your chest muscles and, and even this, this area right above your pectoral, pectoralis. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many uh, dense, mm, yeah, it, it can really get dense. So it's really important to stretch it. And I found something really interesting and cool in Thailand. And it's like a acupuncture, tool with knots and i was such a free guy I, i got a book with chinese acupuncture 
and I found out like different parts of the body where you have this uh, energy waste and yeah. you can and you can like put some pressure on it and and massage yourself put some tiger bomb on it and then just yeah. just massage yourself <laughs> while right behind with... me i have my own little like self care area <laughs> that's where, nice. i mean it's all the same so this is a stone a polished oh. round stone I think it's Jasper. Um, a friend gave this to me in Colombia. And then I have all my different essential oils. Mm. And I actually sleep right in the space as well. So I have them available usually before bed where it could just be as simple as a round stone that you use for the acupressure. Yeah. You can also use this stone perfectly for under your feet it's it has the perfect size for it it looks like a a, yeah. a golf ball right I, I have something a little bit bigger it's uh it's like a black roll mm. i have also i also have like so many so many tools different versions <laughs> of black rolls i have also oh my gosh something to to massage like my neck it's also from from uh, from a guy who does martial arts, who suffered of um, a lot of tension in his neck and that helped him. And I was like, order Amazon ordering. And I'm about to do the same for my dad. <laughs> He's, I would love to know what that tool is and to share it with everyone who's listening. Cause yeah, I will it put looks, it in the description. <laughs> it looks like it gets right into the areas of the neck like the occipital yeah. loop area too <laughs> where yeah, exactly it's hard to use our own hands especially if we have sore tight shoulders sure and you get also very like your, your hands get very tired after like 30 minutes of of massaging yourself mm -hmm. but i read something interesting in china when they do the massage they are they, they always using their hands because of the electromagnetic mm. i don't know what to call it but they yeah, say the if, energy if, transfer yeah like if i massage your neck with my hands it's better as i use like this this tool because yeah, yeah. The, the tool mm. well unless it's a natural material but like the tool if it's plastic almost it's like dead energy versus the hand or a natural material continues to flow the energy into the body. Yeah. Mm, I experienced that since I'm doing uh, yoga and I try to be outside in the sun and get my daily vitamin D uh, using, a, not always, but like a vegetarian lifestyle mm, that I, that I, I'm not getting sick anymore that often. Do you experience the same? In general, yes. I will mm -hmm. say my body has been going through a purifying process. Mm. Um, physically and spiritually and emotionally. So That's nice. Super nice. It's, it's really, it is really incredible. Um, I have been sick quite a bit lately, like before, really before COVID, um, 
And when I was in California three or four months ago, I got really sick mm. with a flu virus. And when I was in California, I was there with a group of people and we were at the Conscious Life Expo. So it's an expo for everything you can imagine that's mystical, spiritual. That sounds cool. Uh, it's, it was incredible. Like esoteric now, stuff. Exactly. Thousands of people though, and we were going all day because we also were working at one of the booths. So interacting with people, really high, high, high energy for days on end. How long does it how long was it? The expo I was there for a whole week. Um oh, but the expo was like three or four days. Okay. And I had these incredible openings. Um I became familiar with Kundalini energy when I was there. I shared in Darshan with um Shivananda, who's a Swami. What does Kundalini mean for the people who don't know? Yeah, so Kundalini, uh, you were mentioning the different versions or forms of yoga before. Mm -hmm. Kundalini is an all-encompassing form of yoga um, focused on this energy channel within the body. Okay. So most of us may be somewhat familiar with chakras. We have the, the energy channel from the root of our being, which is physically at the base of the spine to the crown of the head. Mm -hmm. And what Kundalini does, and I'm learning it now too, I'm not trained in Kundalini or anything like that. <laughs> my own personal experience is by intentionally using very specific breath work or okay. breath in movement is called a Kriya. So I'm kind of showing a Kriya right now where you sit down you inhale to the left and forcefully exhale to the right. So you're like a propeller. Uh, like fire breathing. Exactly. Mm. What this does is opens channels within the body so that your feminine and masculine energies, if we think of yin and yang, mm. light and dark, all of these um, opposites coming together in harmony and balance, what you do is you awaken the energy and once it's awakened it's awakened you work with it you rise it up and down through the body hmm. so it's subtle energy and sensational energy that you become very intimately familiar with makes sense i mean we have 150,000 kilocalories energy inside of us <laughs> just waiting to explode right <laughs> exactly it's like so much potential enough in us infinite um, yeah we are not potentially infinite we are infinitely potential just reverse the words right change your yeah. language yeah that's good i like it <laughs> mm. little mantras or phrases to keep you motivated keep you focused yeah that helped me also a lot always saying my mantra to myself while waiting in lines or waiting for a bus or a train 
when I catch myself getting annoyed by it, mm. by, oh my God, this is annoying. Then I, I realize it. And then I come back to my mantra, which brings me back to my real self. Yeah, I can highly recommend everybody who's listening, get yourself a nice mantra and yeah, use it. I think I, I told it maybe like 10,000 times to myself now. Yeah. Are you, do you want to share what mantra you're working with right now? I'm sure. Uh, I have to translate it. So it's in German for the German people. Ich bin ruhig und entspannt. It means I'm, I'm calm and I'm relaxed. I'm calm and I'm relaxed. Everything is good. No tension in the body. <laughs> Because I, like back then I was quite in, I have like a basic aggression when I was younger. I was really easily pissed off something. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a yoga nitra, which in German is like this autogenous training where this guy, he was, he was so cool. It's like an older man. He was like 50. And I, I went for two weeks there in this group. And we also sit there and we got pillows and we did it also very comfortable. And he said this, this sentence always. And I just took it from him and I, and I just used it. And I'm using it for seven years now. Wow. And when uh, it was last month, because he offered us the audio guidance when we left his class, but I remembered I didn't do it. And last month I call him and I ask him how he is and how it's going. And I share with him my story when I took his words to my journey and he helped me so much. And he was so He was, I think I, I, I really make his day great. And he was so happy on the phone that he forget all of this COVID shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I asked him for this audio. <laughs> he was laughing. I was like, so you, now you need it after this many years. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Why not? And he sent it to me. And yeah. He would be nice to talk with on this podcast. You know, I, I prepared him for it. I was like, you know what? You have time now. <laughs> what about a podcast? In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he have a new mantra he shares with students? I'm not sure. I have to uh, find it out. Maybe I can when he is attending to my podcast. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> Do you have a mantra that you want to share with us? Yeah, I will share um, the most distilled or simple mantras available. Okay, so people can can use them. Yes. Nice. Yes. They they originate in Sanskrit, and Sanskrit is the ancient language of India. Mm. It's often used in yoga classes, and the purpose is because of the vibrational quality that the language carries okay but if this makes people uncomfortable like when i'm chanting in my room and my family hears um they don't know what i'm saying and they wonder does she know what she's saying because we really don't want to 
use another language if we don't understand the meaning, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll give both Sanskrit and English, and okay. then maybe you can give German. Okay. So there's two, and they're very similar. The first one is so hum, so hum. And what it means is I am that. Mm. Or even distilled down even further is I am. Ich bin. I am everything. Yeah, I am. It's, it's pretty good. Because you you just are. That's true. Now, like your mantra, being calm and relaxed, mm -hmm. that is also really helpful because this I am phrase can feel overwhelming to be everything yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe today I just need to feel calm and relaxed. So yeah. you can really fill in with anything. And I also think if I'm saying it, I will be it, you know? Like, I also read something interesting about the intent of the human beings. Because we are just the conscious mind, which is just 30% of all of it. 70% is the unconscious mind, which is doing all the background stuff we are not aware of, like breathing, like cell regeneration, like hair growing, <laughs> all of that. Like if I had to manage my breathing, I would be dead in like 10 seconds. <laughs> you mean you don't manage your own hair growth? You're just pumping your hair to... Because you have, <laughs> your beard is longer than last time I saw you. So you're telling yeah. me you're not doing that consciously. <laughs> it's all unconsciously. Wow. We are incredible beings, aren't we? For sure. We are like the most complex thing in the universe. I mean, look around yourself. We are managed to do so much amazing stuff. Yeah. Which is, which is actually nothing to compare with you as a human being because you are the most complex thing in this universe and that lead that leads uh yeah to my uh what i was what I, what i was saying about the intent if i am saying i am relaxed and ca i'm calm and relaxed it's it's more that i'm getting it to it Because if I am saying something negative, like, for example, I'm, I'm not sick. It's a negative way of saying it. You have to say, I am healthy and not, I am not sick. You don't mean it, but uh, when it comes out of your central nervous system, it's negative. So you have yeah. to, to reframe your, your words. So when I'm talking to someone uh, really re which I'm related to, like my mom or something, I catch her saying a lot of negative things, but she don't mean it. You know, mm. she wants, she don't want that, but the way she say it leads to the outcome and then she get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, exactly. When we put that out into the universe, yeah, sure. that's what's heard. What's mm. heard is, um, No. Now I'm trying to think of an example. What was the example you just gave? Um, like talking to my mom, that she's saying like negative stuff, but she don't mean it. Yes. 
yeah, yeah. so to say i am not going to be overweight anymore i am not going to be overweight anymore it sounds like it's good a good intention but you're saying yeah. you're overweight still you're saying right now in this moment i am and when we create an intention we say it for for it being true in this moment yeah i am calm and relaxed not i hope to be or i will be because that's future and if we're always grasping for the future we're never yes. actually embodying whatever that uh, essence is yeah we're losing the moment exactly yeah i also like to when somebody told me that they want to lose fat i say to them why not releasing it release it mm. not losing it losing is such a bad uh way to say it, it it's so harsh and not nice and I, uh, I, i i mean if you are seeking something nice start with yourself i mean sometimes when i don't feel good i tell the stuff that i want that somebody loves me tell me by myself why i mean who the hell not as myself hmm? it's not us who <laughs> we exactly. can't we really can't um rely on other people to constantly affirm we are our own affirmations sure we and in that way it's self love of course it's mm -hmm. um self nurturing because if we're not our bodies and we're not our minds we actually even in this time of isolation that we're in if we feel like we need a hug And I do. I do feel that way from time to time and thankfully I have from from here. <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> but but that's just the body and the mind wanting physical touch. Yeah. And that's okay. That's not it's natural. Bad. It's natural. It's natural. Yeah. They did some some tests. It will be like a little bit dark now, but in Romania in the late 80s they did like tests with infants where they uh they got born and they feed them but they didn't touch them and all of the infants die and the people were like why did they die we nurture them and it's so much more because they need love it's something invisible but still it's necessary for for living you know mm -hmm. yeah it's really really deep inside of us It really is. And at different phases in our life. I remember a friend of mine um she had teenagers at the time, a boy and a girl, and she said I I hug my kids as much as possible. Not only because they're my children and I love them, but because she saw that teenagers really really when we're starting to come into our bodies and we're a bit awkward and insecure. Mhm. Mm we really need those hugs that that positive physical touch when we're so maybe just confused in our own bodies yeah definitely i start doing it with my parents like i i didn't did it before i don't know why but now i'm doing it and it it just feel great yeah i mean why not and if somebody <laughs> else wants a hug they can they can hug me Sure. Is this a new thing? Germans are going around hugging each other? 
No, they're actually really cold. <laughs> and uninteresting. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to carry around a free hugs sign? Mm, maybe in the future to get uh, organic reach on Instagram, maybe. <laughs> uh, do you have any, any morning routines? I do now. Um, nice. Most of my life, it seems I've resisted routines. I just want to be spontaneous. And yeah, that's a whole thing I'm working with. Um, so the morning routine is teaching me that it's very, very helpful. And so I wake up mm -hmm. and I actually have a bed that I pack up and put away so that I can use my space more efficiently. So that's a, instead of making the bed, I actually put it away. That's and So you are lying like on, on a, how do you call it? Not the real mattress. It's like a, how do you call it? Well, I flip between, um, this is kind of a funny, a funny story. So I was teaching yoga in the same place that I was sleeping mm. once I moved back in with my parents coming home from Colombia. And so I was basically spending most of my time, and that's where I am right now. I was using a camp mattress, so like one inch blow up mattress. That's amazing. For most of this time, but I upgraded to a six inch <laughs> air mattress now. <laughs> and I put it next to my yoga space. And so that's been helpful too, because I was finding a need to separate where I'm in my practice, meditating, doing yoga and teaching, mm -hmm. and then where I'm fully rested. Okay. So in the morning I wake up and I pack my bed away. I take the dogs outside. I take my vitamins and usually has, whether it's like chaga mushroom tea or a smoothie, there's some sort of breakfast that includes most of my nutrients okay. for the day. What kinds of uh, vitamins you take? All kinds. Um, right now for immunity. So mm. oregano oil, echinacea. Um, I also have iron and magnesium. Yeah. I'm trying to remember all of them. Cranberry. It's It's a manageable amount where I know I'll take them every day and not feel burdened. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way. Yeah, but like the, the mushrooms are the, the immune boosters and antioxidants. So that's what type of mushrooms are they? They're not magic mushrooms, right? They're not magic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can buy them at the store. They're right. they're powdered um, chaga and rishi. Okay. Yeah. I want to try it. I read about it and it's interesting, the mushroom tea. Yeah. I love it. And even if I don't want to make the tea, what I'll do, this is kind of fun to share with everyone mm -hmm. because it's really versatile and it's different every time. I'll take these powders. It could even be spirulina, uh, cacao powder, mushroom. Um, kelp. It could be anything that you don't really love the flavor of on its own. All right. Mix it with, I use almond butter, so mix it with a nut butter. 
and then maybe add in a little bit of honey or almond <clears> milk <throat> and put it on top of fruit with more nuts or um, cacao nibs. It sounds like an amazing breakfast. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's, it's good. healthy, but also you're getting all of your nutrients without having to like plug your nose and drink them. Yeah, or exactly. Especially the high fat compounds will make you saturated during the day. Mm. Yeah, it's good. You have to send me this uh, recipe and I can put it below and people can, can try to do it. Um, sounds good. I want to eat it now. I, know. I would make you, I would make a bowl for you right now. And I wouldn't even eat it myself. I would just, it would be my gift to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. One day when I'm in Wisconsin for some yoga practice. <laughs> It's so German here. You'd fit right in. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I think uh, morning routines are very, very helpful. I start with this while I was traveling and I just started with my bed and then I add some more things to it. Uh, for example, like a half liter of water in the morning, warm or cold. Mm. It's like a coffee. And for the people who are listening right now who love their coffee in the morning, maybe you should try to drink your coffee 30 to 60 minutes after you wake up. So you wake up naturally and then have your cup of coffee because if you do it right away it's it's just not natural you don't give and the body a chance to come into its natural rhythm exactly and the thing with coffee is that it's it it's always attacking one area in the brain which is uh, sending out cortisol and if you do it right in the morning it's not that great so yeah take this tip wake up naturally and then drink your coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no need to restrict, especially all at once, right? Eliminating things from our routines is not as helpful as adding into the routine, if that makes sense. Yeah, so mm, building up a bunch of good habits mm, and, get rid, and get rid of the things which are not really helpful and get like and uh, consume your unnecessary things. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, uh, do you have any contact with fasting and healing methods for your body? I do. I, I've tried fasting and for my body constitution, it's not good. Oh, really? <laughs> <It's> really... <laughs> What type of fasting you try? Um, well, Recently, I was trying to not eat any solid foods. What, what, what was that? Just juices and mm. smoothies. So All right, all right. Water fasting. Not, yeah, yeah. Not just water only. Um, yeah. But my body, I have a very high metabolism. Okay. And if I'm not consuming calories emotionally... I will go off the wire. I won't be able to function. <laughs> It's pretty yeah. bad. I'm so, the same. So honoring that, you know, maybe um, fasting is not the right thing, especially Ayurvedically. 
So thinking holistically, if you are of the body constitution that is Vata, which I am, um, it's really good to know when we're going to have our meals and for the meals to include a lot of really healthy fats. Yeah. So I'm going to take a drink of water. Okay. So I'm doing <coughs> fasting as well for, yeah, it's two years now. And I'm doing like 12 to 16 hours between my meals. I'm not that strict with myself because I found when I'm doing like, yeah, if I, if I don't eat carbs, I'm getting nervous as well. Like my body needs, I just need carbs more than <laughs> proteins. And yeah, I, I just, it was the, for me, one of the best things that I could explore with the combination of exercising and meditating with yoga and stuff like this, because my, my view of food changed while I was fasting. So when I, my, my old life, where I was going to my father's shop, we had like a, like an Italian bistro. And before I started working there, I was like, I need my breakfast. And I took my fresh pressed orange juice, 0.5 liters, like a big thing with chia seeds and coffee with milk and sugar, white bread, blood, cheese. And I, I was like, I'm not working at all before I have my breakfast. So I was the biggest breakfast guy. <laughs> and I also had like um, this mind shift, like this paradigm paradigm shift when I was fasting that um, actually the breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. Every meal is important. Like you have to see it as information for your body. What I put in and is it good what I put in? So mm -hmm. white bread, for example, if I eat tomorrow two pieces or two white breads, my stomach will blew up. Like you can instantly see it, see me from the sides. And at one point, one of my mates, he was like, what, you, you got a little belly. I can see you had a little belly, like before I, I traveled. And I was quite a, always quite a, uh, a, 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 how would you say, a slim guy? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not really big, but you could see my, my belly from this unhealthy diet that I had. And now my 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 uh my bowl system is is really good it's like i i'm energetic i can go several hours after i wake up without a meal and it just shows that sometimes you need to change something to get something better because as we said in the beginning you sometimes get stuck in like old habits and they are repeating all the time, all the time. And you have to cut them at one point and try something, something new. Absolutely. And it also absolutely makes sense to me that we don't need to eat that much. For example, when I'm not training, I try not to eat that much proteins. Because there is a saying in the bodybuilding industry or, or bro science that you need 1.5 grams of protein on your kilograms but it, it don't make sense to me to have that much when i'm not training you know right yeah 
right? What does the body actually need for the activities that it's doing? Mm, they are saying for men, it, it depends like 1.5 to 2000 calories. Mm. But I was never a guy of numbers. So I suck at, at numbers, e even like 1.5 grams of 75 kilograms. I struggled to do the math right now. Like what I found out is to just separate my plate. Like if I have my plate, there is that much of protein. Then I have my carbs and then I have my starch and that's it. I do it with my eyes. Even when I do like cakes or, or do something else, I just do it with my eyes. And if it's yeah. not working, I, I add something more. <laughs> and it's then your it visual measurement. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really good. And also remembering that our bodies are very intelligent. For sure. So when we, when we go to the grocery store, let's say we don't have a big list of what to buy. Mm -hmm. It is just as good to walk up to, um, let's say a bunch of carrots, to take the carrots into your hands, close your eyes, and notice how the body reacts to the carrot. <laughs> Even if they are in plastic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. Because <laughs> you can do it with like, um, so not the carrots, but a box of cookies. You can take the cookies and go, body, do mm. you want, are oh, you okay, able or you willing mean. to receive? Mm. So it's an energy exchange of giving and receiving. Um, I did this yesterday in the woods. I was going to pull, do you know what a ramp is? It grows in the forest. No. It's like a, it's like a wild onion. All right. And so I went to pull it. I knew what it was. I've cooked with it before. And I ruined it because the, the stem came off and the, the onion bulb stayed in the earth. Oh. I felt really bad because it's like I wasted its life. Mm. So... <laughs> <laughs> felt like a jerk so my friend was like okay you got to go up to the plant and talk to it first yeah. so like really I have to talk to it yeah you you should you should so I practiced this yesterday and after doing it a few times I I asked the plant if I could take it with me to nourish my body because it's quite an honor for me to receive the plant and then it's yeah. an honor for the plant to have this purpose to nourish the body so it, it actually worked as strange as it may sound it actually worked I was pulling them up effortlessly I didn't have to dig my fingers into the earth or anything mm -hmm. so there is this exchange that our bodies have with obviously our surroundings but also the food that we take in. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you breathe in what the tree breathes out and the tree breathes in what you breathe out. So it makes sense to me now, but it wouldn't like a while ago or years ago. Um, and I couldn't understand it, but I always felt like a deep connection with the nature. And sometimes when I'm meditating outside and I'm near... Uh, a nice plant or a tree it just feels right you know it, it feels good and there is like a nice story 
in Byron Bay. Uh, can you remember the light, the light, light, uh, lighthouse? Light yeah. yeah. So I run it always. I did like a lighthouse run. And at one time, a guy came, like I met a guy at night at the bar and he offers me some acid and I bought it. And I went there at 5.30 in the morning and watched the sunrise. And I saw the whales on acid for like nine hours going this, this national park. And I could, I could see and feel the energy from the, from the plant and from the ocean. <laughs> I was, was in the amazing. same places without the acid. And I also <laughs> felt that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite, quite an interesting experience. It yeah. is. The plant medicines, even though that one may not be from a plant, right? Um, it, they, the, the acid, you mean? Yeah, but I think they are. It, it's like mescaline, where they they take it from, uh, they extract it from the root of a cactus. Cactus. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, so they are like shamans who prepare the acid. It's okay. actually yeah. They could be then a language thing, because at least in America, acid um, originated more as a as a chemical. Mm. So it's good to know that what you experienced was actually a plant medicine. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, they open up the cells in our body, in our awareness, and in our soul to receive what's around us. Yeah, the gateway in the brain opens and you see differently, for sure. Like I, I was tripping for like nine hours. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> Did you eat any food during that time? <laughs> uh, it was quite an interesting story for those who are interested in. So, as I said, I took it like before sunrise. And I had my, my speaker with me in like a bag. And I, I took some fruit. But I eat the day before like I was really well nourished. Like I was, I, I did like a big, big meal at, at night, like high in carbs. So I could go a long period of time without food. Mm -hmm. So if you do it, you're, you're tripping more because if you, if you eat something and your insulin spikes, uh, the, the power of the acid will drop a bit. Mm, but I, I took a little bit of fruit, like berries, something which is not containing that much um, sugar. And it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw uh, the whales and i saw the whales because they are waiting at the surface of the ocean so when the suns come up they jumping out and get their vitamin d and i'm there looking at it <laughs> whales coming up <laughs> i was like is it true right now <laughs> and yeah it was my very first time uh using psychedelic drugs and i did it alone in this national park and it was a very very nice experience and as you when you remember this national park had like secret beaches and mm. i went to one of those mm. and i saw an old couple practicing like she was doing like this hawaiian dance like hula hula mm -hmm. and there was like an old man doing yoga wow. and i went to them 
and I asked them like, can I join you for this yoga session? And I put my, I had like a blanket with me and he said, yeah, of course, join me. Wow. And I did some yoga with him. <laughs> I went to his wife, talked with her and she asked me, where are you from? And I said, yeah, I'm from Germany. And she was from Switzerland start talking with me in German and in my brain it was like English German not working <laughs> not prepared to talk German at this moment but uh, yeah met some cool guys it was his birthday he was like 72 years old wow. <laughs> and wow. yeah just just discovered this beautiful national park and since I always was running it so I knew everything I felt very safe and I don't even wear shoes I just, I, I, I took them, with, I took my flip-flops with me, but after 30 minutes of tripping, I just put it in my bag and walked there barefoot with my low-beat techno music, <laughs> watching the plants. <laughs> I wish I were with you because... It would be amazing. Several reasons. I went to the same park, but I could not figure out how to get to the beaches. Oh, yeah, there were like secret, uh, secret, um, trails to it so yeah. I needed you for that and I was cool barefoot guide. the whole time too so we would have been barefoot so, together that's what I loved about Byron even the people in the supermarkets in Woolworths they're walking around barefoot I was like <laughs> this is the place to be I, I also uh, found my love for stones in Byron Bay because there were like little shops and I, and I and I bought this little tumor tumorlic tumorland stone which absorbs negative energy and I saw it and it was so cool and this woman was really nice and I was like yeah give me the stone it's pretty nice <laughs> yeah that store also had a bit about the natives in Australia too I started reading a book just briefly, and I learned that it's, um, I guess, indigenous belief that women cannot play the didgeridoo. Like, if a woman uh. touches the didgeridoo, she'll become infertile. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and touched a didgeridoo right away. I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Equality. <laughs> I yeah. know. That's part of travel that's been very real for me. Mm. is my own views, my own world views. And I'm learning more and more of how to honor and respect. Yeah, exactly. These age old views, even if I don't agree with them, like maybe don't go touch the didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. You can accept it. You don't have to... Uh, use it in your own life yeah especially for me like I'm, I'm very happy that my parents are not very conservative so we are my roots are in Iran but I grew up in Germany and like my parents didn't force me to follow any religion or we, they, they just let me go and yeah just do it do what you want yeah, just take care of yourself. <laughs> Where are you? Just just be home at the time if you want. <laughs> yeah. You were a free and still are a free person. Yes, and I'm super, super uh, happy about it. 
because it could be different especially even even like having a dog when i was a young kid gave me so much like love because i was interpreting interpreting love differently my whole life i always want wanted from from an external force let's say a beautiful woman Mm -hmm. but now i realize that love is such an interesting thing because what my dogs projects on me is unconditional love and unconditional love is something that we all have to um, to to how to say to give and expect Mm -hmm. like when i'm going out and the sun is shining i smile at the sun and i'm thankful for the pure vitamins without any uh, toxicity in it the sun loves me unconditional like my dog dog do it and like my mom loves me and i think this is like the real love which you never get disappointed by that's the thing yeah right Mm. right it's so deeply rooted yeah and that's what i feel is the biggest teaching in yoga is to come back to that truth of unconditional love within and then to share it yeah non-judgment yeah nice because then Mm. we can be complete and whole onto ourselves we don't need anything else around us including other people yeah so that when we are with other people that flow of unconditional love continues to go and we're all filled up then i'm not feeling a lack because you're not giving me enough attention mm-hmm. you're not feeling lack because i'm not you know showing you love in the way that you want to be shown love it just is and we yeah. are full up within makes totally sense to me and another thing which I found out recently because I wanted to optimize my sleep. And I always thought that uh, sleeping in dark environments without any interruption is the best sleep. But actually is not because we were always used to have something around us. So noises, animals, a dog, something. Mm. So we actually don't need this eight hour of sleeping cycle because we, we, we don't need it. it. It's enough. There are some people who just sleep three hours. They, they sleep like chunks during the day. It's, it's quite hard to, to, to live this lifestyle if you're living with somebody or you have like a relationship. But um, it was quite interesting in an article which I was uh, reading and maybe at one point when I'm getting out of my flat chair. I will try this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, I'm using like frequencies in the last days and put them on for like five hours and mm-hmm. just sleep and let my subconscious mind listen to this healing frequency. And I'm testing it right now. I'm, I'm quite not sure if it works, but mm-hmm. do you have any int- contact with frequencies? frequencies 
Yeah, actually last night I was listening to recordings of Venus mm. and the sound frequency of Venus because she is in retrograde right now and I'm feeling very drawn to astrology. So I thought, okay, I'm reading about it. I'm bringing it into my meditations. I'm also going to bring in the sound frequency like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I went really deep in a meditation last night listening to this where my mind turned off. I don't know where I went. I don't know for how long. And I naturally came back out. Nice. And I, I really do think it was the, the sound frequency of Venus that helped me. <laughs> because it's rare for me, even being a yogi, having a meditation practice, it's very rare to turn my mind off. Mm. So I found it really helpful in that way. Nice. Yeah. We have to figure it out and just try, try everything out. And see if it's, yeah. if it's works for us. Hmm. There's so nice. much available. Yeah. Especially in this time of life, we have available, we are available to get so many different informations. I mean, with my phone in my hand, I have more power than the president of the United States in the 90s. <laughs> You have to use it. Let's not talk about the president in the U.S. in the 90s. <laughs> no, let's don't. It was such a nice conversation. <laughs> and I'm so glad that the word COVID just dropped for like three times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to say I really liked our talk for the first podcast. How do you like it? It's been a pleasure to talk with you, to have... <laughs> this other perspective and to have you ask me questions that no one's asked me before. It's oh, very nice. That's good helpful for my own processing. Mm-hmm. That's super nice to hear this from you. And um, I actually forgot what I wanted to say. Mm. Yeah. Do you have anything to, to tell the world? <laughs> I have an opportunity to speak to the world. That's incredible in itself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after I, I uploaded it, it's in the internet and then it's eternal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, to that point, we are eternal. Yes. <laughs> I think simplifying, simplify, simplify as much in your life as you can mm-hmm. in the outer world and the inner worlds. So more simple and more direct you are to your own truth, the more happy we will all be because we, our journeys are not just for us, they're for all of humanity. Yeah. So the work we do is for everyone. And I think remembering that brings a sense of reverence to our struggles or to our healing and that it's all in grace. It's all in grace that we are able to even heal and find a path to guide us through life. Beautiful words. Tell the people where they can find you. I'm invincible. No, I (laughs) 
right now I'm working on building a website. So mm -hmm. until I have that, I can be found on Facebook and Instagram under Half Moon Yoga. Nice. For everybody who's interested. And I will attend your next class. It's next week, right? Yeah, uh, there's one tonight and then there's there's more every week. Nice. You have yeah. to see with the time how it works because now it's like quite late <laughs> and it's time for sleep for me. <laughs> That's right. I think we said the 11.11 a.m. in the U.S. would be really good for you in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really nice to have you. You too, Ed. And I wish you the best. Let's stay in contact for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we will. Nice. For everybody who stays till the end, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. And if you like the video, share it with your friends or somebody who could benefit from it. And yeah, thank you very much. And stay strong and stay healthy, guys.